All right, so we are here live, looks like, with uh, amazing Bill Pipes. Bill, how you doing, brother? Bro, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Man. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And uh, I've known Bill for quite a while, and he's a, he's a great coach with Tom Ferry Organization, and I love Bill for his knowledge, his energy, and his consistent, modern, up-to-date, uh, staying up-to-date on everything. And if you need to know about what the consumers think, how they think, how they uh, make the decisions, Bill Pipes is going to be the one to provide those um, those information to you guys. So, Bill, how you've been doing? And tell us what's 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 been happening since you know since in this in the world of real estate since COVID hit. Gosh, man. Well, uh, it's hard to believe it's almost two years, right? Like two I know, years right? Of the pandemic. fifteen days to slow the spread. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Intentions strong, man. So yeah. yeah right. Um, but it's it's very interesting. Uh, you know, I've been, and you, you mentioned this, Pavel, uh, I mean, we've known each other for, gosh, how many years? Like, yeah, quite a while, yeah. Years, something along those lines. We have seen, uh, like, just how consumers, and we we're talking about this before we hopped on here, just how consumers make decisions change, uh, you know, dramatically, uh, you yeah. know, because of the pandemic. You know, we've moved into a much more virtual world, the consumer actions and activities in terms of how they purchase, whether it's a television or whether it's a, you know, a million dollar home, you know, has changed along with that. Right. Exactly. And, and yeah. what I've noticed, what I've noticed, brother, man, is this, is that there's a, there's a ton of um, agents that have not evolved, right. That they're, they're, they're continuing to use old school tactics and strategies. And all those, those are great foundational pieces. And we can talk a little bit about that. Um, there's an evolution that's taken place. And, and now mm-hmm. you look at, this is insane. I was doing a whole bunch of research. The very first house on the metaverse just got sold. I'm not sure if you knew that. Or the not. metaverse is that the metaverse that's the old Facebook? No. So metaverse <laughs> is like the virtual world, right? Uh, yep. That is evolving right now, man. And and where you know, like work will take place, etc. Like the next 15 to 20 years are going to be insane, dude. In terms of of how we continue to interact, and it's going to change very quickly. So you know, like there's an, a need to evolve. There's a need to change. There's a need to transform. So what I've been doing, brother, is I've been knee deep studying the mind of the consumer as much as I possibly can to keep my agents that I coach and in our ecosystem with tom ferry ahead of that curve and i can't wait to share some of that with everyone awesome today. looks like tristan joined us tristan how you doing bro what's up guys how are you what's awesome. up tristan? i like i like your new hat thanks buddy appreciate you need that. to hook me up with that <laughs> I did, this is prototype so i'll send you one once we once we all develop. right all right yeah so bill, what's up, bill? Yeah. what's up tristan good to see you man it's been forever nice to see you bro yeah dude i love your haircut man yeah high and tight so, uh, Bill, um, with the, I mean, the mind of the consumer right now is switching from um, also like evolving from, let's say, in person to more of a like a virtual, uh, you know, decision making. And so obviously the technology has to be up to par with that. And the agents have to be, you know, obviously on the same level uh, yeah. with the technology. They have to be technology friendly. And um so you, what do you see like in the next five years, what's going to be happening? So the, let me, let me, yeah. let me, let me take a, a step back really quick. Yeah. And, and just, uh, there's something that I've been like banging the gong on over the course of the last six, six to eight months. Um, and that's, you know, 2022 is not going to be 2021. I think we all Obviously. need to actually, we, we have to adopt that. I mean, we saw unprecedented upticks in terms of home prices. I mean, my, my, here in Salt Lake city, my house went up 29.6%. 
um, year wow. over year nationally, year over year national numbers, March to March, March 20 to 2020 to 2021, it, uh, national number was 16 16.8, 16.9% annual appreciation in terms of prices. That doesn't happen normally. We are seeing, and I think everyone needs to pay attention to this, as we're talking about all the, the exciting technological changes that are taking place, we also need to keep our eye on what's happening in the market. And most markets, you know, to quote Bob Dylan, these times are changing. Um, what's happening is inventory, now it may be a little bit lower right now, but it's historically that way because it's the holidays. But we've seen in a lot of a lot of marketplaces, it's a tell of two cities where if a property is priced well, right, and it's mm -hmm. in good condition, it's still getting multiple offers. But otherwise, you know, they're beginning to sit a little bit longer. Inventories has crept up a little bit. Um, the number of multiple offers, there it used to be 70, um, 74, 75% of all properties that received multiple offers this year is down in the 50s. So we have to pay attention to the fact that there is a change in the market. And what I've said is this, this is what I wanna, wanna, wanna lead with with everyone is this, we are moving into a skill-based market again, guys. And Tristan and Pavel, you guys have been around long enough to know this, where what you say, how you say it, both in person and digitally matters. Whereas before we were in a market here for a majority of 2021 uh, and, a, and a good portion of 2020 when we came out of the pandemic, where if you showed up, you know, like didn't say anything relatively too stupid, right? And yeah. you know, was somewhat professional, you could sell the house. Yeah. Um, you know, and granted, we were having challenges with buyers and getting them under contract and multiple offers. So it still required selling, but a different type of selling. Now, what, what I'm saying is this. Everyone needs to adopt this mindset that even with all the technology, this is still a prospecting-based marketing-enhanced business, that you have to lead with fundamental skills, disciplines, and behaviors, and support that with insane marketing, like what Tristan, I've seen you do over the years, right? And people that you that you have in lab coats, and, and uh, Pavel, what your clients do for Virtue Desk. Yeah. So we have to start there because there is no substitution for the fundamentals of being a salesperson. There just is a new way of doing it. Of this. course, you just like basically the same, uh, uh, you know, the same, same substance, just different method. Delivery. Different yeah. delivery. The delivery is different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, that what we need to start is this question is why would someone choose you over the competition? Right. Because if we want to get into the mind of the consumer, why do you want to get in the mind of the consumer? We want to get in the consumer to have them choose us. Right. Mm -hmm. um, that's ultimately why we, we study, why we have scripts and dialogues, why we're putting our stuff on social media is so that it, we, we become an obvious choice for, um, for a buyer or a seller to be able to work with us or an investor. Right. And so there's three drivers, guys, that, and Pablo, you've heard me say this, and Tristan, I think you've oh, heard yeah. me say this as well, too. There are three primary and fundamental drivers to choice in the mind of a consumer. Number one is trust. Number two, and mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about this. Number one is trust. Number two is respect. And number three is rapport or a feeling of comfortableness, a lack of resistance that, that someone has when you meet somebody right? And you just sort of let your guard down. Now, trust is one of the simplest things to be able to do, but it's one of the easiest things to be able to break. And we're in an industry, and I just want to start here. How do we develop trust? Well, we're in an industry where unfortunately the public looks at us a little bit higher than just used car salespeople, according to the USA Today poll. And why is that? Well, it's because a lot of salespeople in, in real estate make promises and don't deliver. So, you know, what I'll say is, as we're talking about this digital world, let's go fundamentals, do what you said you're going to do in the time you're going to do it, right? right? And if you can't do it, mm -hmm. clean it up, right? That'll establish that trust. So a couple of hacks around this really quick. Okay. Um, we, we, I wanted to give you guys some just like some sound bites, some scripts, some dialogues before we jump into the digital piece. Um, when you are calling somebody back, 
you can develop trust by simply saying this, and, and everyone write this down. I'm calling you back like I said I would. When you say I'm calling you back like I said I would, they don't remember what you had said a month, two months, three months ago, but in their mind, language creates reality. You're delivering. You're delivering on I'm the promise. You yeah. got it. And whether that yeah. whether that promise was there or not, right? Right. Yeah. So, so hey, I'm calling it. Hey, can I please speak to Pavel? Hey, Pavel, this is Bill Pipes over with Banana Real Estate. Hope you're doing great. Listen, I'm calling you back like I said I would, right? Um, that right there that starts to get them thinking, I can trust Pavel. I can trust Tristan. The other piece to, to being able to maintain and develop that trust is when you get when you're getting off a call or getting off of getting out of a meeting or a presentation. Use this technique called, this is what's going to happen next. This is what's going to happen next. So and you like lay down the roadmap for them of what's going to be happening. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to give you a call back in X number of days. I'm going to do this research, et cetera, right? So that, they're, so that you're, you're really bookending every conversation, every meeting in with these two fundamental pieces that actually, uh, you know, develop, establish trust, establish mm -hmm. reliability, okay? So that right there is just fundamental, right? Just do what you said you're going to do in your time, you're going to do it. Now, the other piece of respect and of rapport has changed. We were talking about like, what has changed? What has changed is the way that we deliver and, and gain respect from a client, how we deliver and gain rapport from them. Because we did in the last two years have a forced integration where we have to do things more virtually and more digitally. Okay. Um, and so here, really important fact, and I'm not sure if you guys have heard this. This came from my buddy, Mark Roberge, uh, who mm -hmm. was one of the founders of HubSpot. Now, is a, you know, he has a wonderful book called Sales Acceleration Formula. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Uh, he is a professor now at uh, Harvard Business School, uh, in addition to his role that he plays at HubSpot. 57% of a consumer's decision is made now before they even meet with a salesperson, before you go out on a presentation, before you even have a conversation when a lead comes in, over half. Now that other 43% is still, I've got to do a great presentation. I've got to have my dialogues down. I need to be able to you know, connect with them. But they're doing their research, Pavel. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Oh yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. If someone was going to use your wonderful company, they would do research and see how are they showing up? Uh, online, you know, what is, what is, what is their, their, their Google, my business page look like? So there's a couple of key things that I want you to recognize is, you know, they're going to do a couple of things. There's a, I wrote down, there's a five-step process that uh, consumers go through right now. Um, number one, they have a need recognition, Pavel. They, they recognize they need, gotta, yeah. I need a new house. I need a bigger house. I need more space. Number two, they do information search. Right. They start searching the Internet right online to be able to determine, you know, what is the best product that's out there? In this case, real estate agents, we don't sell houses. We sell ourselves. Right. OK. Number three, they do an, what's called an alternative evaluation. They look at how you compare. We'll use agents, for example. How do I compare with the other agents that are out there? How am I showing up? What is my brand? What is my digital footprint that I ultimately have? Um, then they do. Then they make their choice. And then they have a post-purchase evaluation. That's mm -hmm. the five-step process that whether you're buying a house, a car, choosing an agent, a stockbroker, every consumer. Anybody. Oh, yeah. Through. Anybody. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, so if we look at, hey, hey, we want to establish some respect. Well, where does respect come from? Well, respect comes from two things, really three things. 
comes from number one, the knowledge base you have for the industry and the market that you're engaged in. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, everyone that I coach, I'm always driving them like, know your data, right? Dig into, if you're not part of keeping current matters or some of these other incredible sources to be able to gain, you know, with Brad's company, with Enman or with housing wire, you need to be studying the larger global market for real estate and the hyper local market of your own MLS data. So that when someone says, how's the market, you can go, wow, I'm so excited. You brought that up. Actually, you know, what most agents say is, pretty good, right? It's really strong. Yeah, what else are they going to say, right? <laughs> or if they have their numbers, they can say, well, it's really interesting because over the course of the last six months, what we've actually seen is inventory has increased by 11%. It's not that large of, a, of an increase, but it's still increasing. The number of multiple offers has decreased from 74% down to 51%. When I can actually use that data to be able to actually answer questions, it establishes respect in the same way that an attorney, a doctor, a lawyer, any other professional, you would expect them to have that. So the first stage of that respect is just your knowledge base that you ultimately have. Now, what I want everyone to recognize is when you have a high level of knowledge, you communicate differently, more powerfully with more certainty in your voice, which is a major driver of choice, right? Uh, is, Is someone feeling certain with you. Second way you develop respect takes place digitally. This is through now I, I, you know, one of my great buddies that Pablo, you guys should for sure have him on this show is Tom tool. I'm not sure if you guys have had Tommy tool on here yet. No, no, not, not yet, but we will. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. I mean, he is, he is crushing intro, bro. We'll definitely do. By the way, I want to pause really quick. Hey guys, for everyone who's listening, today's a pretty amazing day, Pablo, for you guys in the organization. You want to tell them what today is, dude. Today's our fifth anniversary of virtue desk. Today, we're actually officially half a half a decade old. <laughs> Amazing, man. So yeah. I can remember you at Sales Edges and other events, man. So yeah. it's exciting yeah. to see you see the evolution that's taken place. Yeah. And this is, guys, where you can really lean into what I'm about to give you is lean into the power of Virtue Desk and the amazing uh, organization that they are and the support of the, the assistants and, and, and individuals that they have there is the second phase of establishing respect is that you need to be pumping. And I know Jason Pantana was on there a couple on here a couple of weeks ago and he talked content. You've got to be pumping so much content out that when someone searches your name, right? That what comes up is, you know, like your YouTube page. Uh, I look at everyone. If you don't have the YouTube page right now, um, you're irrelevant, right? And oh yeah, exactly. You're irrelevant, Pablo, if they don't have it. And On that page, something like the the fundamentals that I, everyone I coach in terms of of what they need to have on that YouTube page is um, number one, 10 buyer tips, number two, 10 seller tips. Um, Every month doing a market update video that's housed on YouTube and, and repurposed onto the other social sites, right? Because YouTube is not a social site. YouTube is a search engine. Right. It's a search engine for the video. Exactly. Video content. You got it. Yeah. But, you know, if I search, let's say, Pablo, you know, you're selling real estate and I, you know, it's still, and I search your name and all of a sudden I see these 10 seller tips and I watch them a couple of them. Mm -hmm. And even if I don't watch them all, I start getting the sense of, wow, this guy really knows his stuff. He's Mm -hmm. super intelligent. You know, I can, I have respect for his knowledge base. This is someone I want to work with. Right. Yeah. 
right? So utilizing and shooting the videos and then utilizing Virtue Desk or some of the assist, some of the, the support that they have to be able to get that out on a regular basis would be critical. Um, also, making sure that you're actively engaged on social media, guys, right? And that on social media, you're doing at least five posts per week, five per week, guys, right? Minimum, three of which are, are personal and two of which are business. So when someone searches and they go, huh, right? Bill Pipes, right? Or Tristan Moon, right? Then I look and I see on Google, because you're going to come up, there's Facebook and content on Facebook. There's YouTube. Watch a couple of videos. All of that is beginning to sell me and have them respect me in the eyes of the consumer. Does that make total sense, brother? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And um, as we all know, we only get like 24 hours in the day. Nobody gets more of that. So that's why you got to have help to help to, you know, to get you up there, to get you get going. I mean, we have an amazing marketing team. We have a hybrid marketing team, both here in house in Seattle and in the Philippines. So we have over 20 people, 20 VAs in the Philippines, helping the marketing team put the content together. So yep. this is just to give you an idea. Like if you Google right now, Virtue Desk, you will see what's 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 been going on as far as like uh we have a youtube we have google we have tiktok instagram twitter linkedin whatever same yeah. thing like you know uh if you're selling real estate you got to be out there because right now consumers look into your digital footprint and this as you said that's where respect comes from because they see that you you know your stuff you, yeah. you know hundred percent, man. And you know what? Here's, I'm not sure if Pantana talked about this or leaned into this, but here's what I'll say. What makes marketing effective? Yes. You need to, you want to have it memorable, et cetera. Mm -hmm. but, but guys, if we're on Facebook, if you guys are commu communicating, I can't see it. What makes marketing effective? I'd love to see, do we have, are we on, we got Facebook rolling right now? We yeah. have Facebook rolling. Yeah. I'd love to hear, but like, what do you, what, I'd love to hear from them. If, I'm just going to throw an, a question out to them. What do they think makes marketing effective? Um, what do you guys think makes marketing effective? Let's ask um, mm. um, the question. First, Facebook. One, first one's consistency. Okay, we could stop right there, Tristan, right? That's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. You know, is the ability, right to be, yeah, ability to be able to be consistent, right? Um, look, Geico's commercials are amazing, but what makes them so good is that you see them all over the place, right? You can't, you can't yeah. escape them. I saw one of the most, it, it was, I still listen to the radio sometimes. I'm like old school, right? Um, <laughs> and I, there's this thing called a radio that you can listen to. So that is not digital, um, you know, music. But I was listening to the radio and there's a Geico commercial, Tristan, that said, hey, uh, this is Geico. I know that you may be thinking about changing the station to avoid this commercial, but if you go to another station, chances are you're going to hear one of our commercials on that station as well, too. And I just went, that's brilliant, man. You know, but, but what makes any marketing really good is consistency. And the challenge that I think we have as agents is that we are, we, we go in fits and spurts when it comes to our marketing and our branding. And we think, oh gosh, I got to get something out of my past clients and my sphere. And I got to get something on social while I'm selling houses and going on appointments and prospecting and following up on leads, et cetera. So to not have scalability and leverage, i.e. using a great company uh, to be able to actually support you, you'll fall into that trap. Unfortunately, it's not because you're lazy as an agent. It's because you're, there's only 1,440 minutes in a day. And, and you're busy selling and, and, and helping buyers and sellers, okay? So just keep that exactly. in mind. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Um, okay, cool. Let's go to uh, the last little bit here because I know that we're winding down a little bit on time. Um, 
So we understand the consumer. We understand the mm-hmm. consumer is looking for trust. I gave you some hacks on how to be able to do that. We know that we want to develop respect. We do that through consistent branding and marketing online. Um, you know, both YouTube, your social channels, also Google My Business. I know Pantana must have talked about that. You. Oh yeah, he did big time. Yeah. Last little bit, and this is where I, I like I would use you guys as well too. Um, is to get reviews. You, you've got to have as many reviews as you possibly can. Specifically oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, and so, you know, all of that, then a consumer looks at and says, wow, they know their stuff. Other people are talking about, you know, how good they are. Um, Look at this. Their content is out there. It's consistent. I'm seeing a lot of it. It's not just like something from a year or two years ago. All right. I can respect this person. Right. And then the last little bit is this. It's, It's rapport. Okay. The third thing that needs to be in place for that consumer to make the choice to get the yes is that they need to feel comfortable with you, okay? And um, I could go old school and I could talk to guys about, you know, talk like they talk, notice their rate of speech, their tonality, their rapport, uh, or- uh, but, it's, but it's kind of uh, different when you do it online because a lot of people engage you through text messaging. You got it. That's exactly right now. Correct. So how do you overcome that? So there is, for, first of all, I, and this is something that I've been teaching for about four years now, uh, mm-hmm. even prior to the pandemic, was you've got to start to look at the behavioral profiles that you believe that the lead or the client actually has. And the behavioral profile is, are they a driver, which is someone that's like, I don't care about the pain, just give me the baby. They're, they're yeah. low on emotion, but they make decisions quickly. Are they analytical? You, we can all like define what an analytical individual is. Yeah. You know, needs charts, graphs, takes more time. Are they more expressive, uh, you know, which is the life of the party, natural salesperson, super excited? Um, or are they more amiable, right? Which is, mm-hmm. you know, where relationships matter. Um, this was really difficult to do. You want to talk about technology and artificial intelligence and, and how amazing it has become. There is a company out there called Crystal Nose, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-K-N-O-W-S. And Crystal Nose, right, will go in if you have a lead. Check this out, guys. Go in if you got a lead, and it will tell you what the personality and behavioral profile is of that consumer, right? Mm -hmm. So now, watch this, guys. I'm texting to a driver short and sweet text. I'm emailing to a driver, short and sweet. I'm emailing to an analytical data, right? I'm emailing to, I I lean into data. I'm emailing into a um, uh, 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 amiable. It's all about the relationship that we're going to build and how that's important. And I want them to feel communicated with. If I'm emailing to an expressive about how much fun this entire process is going to be and, you know, how all their friends are going to be able to be envious of them for the fact that they sold their house for top dollar. There are different profiles. There's a wonderful book out there that I would recommend everybody get by Larry Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N. The book is called Versatile Selling, V-E-R-S-A-T-I-L. Versatile Selling. Versatile Selling by Larry Wilson. And it breaks down. This was a guy that in the 1970s began his entire process, worked for Bank of America. He is really the founder of this whole personality prior to disc and prior to color code and prior to everything. He was the one that worked with Bank of America and said, let's work with this on your with your salespeople, with your loan officers. Get that book because it will tell you if you're an amiable, here's how you communicate with all the other personality styles. Here's how you recognize and communicate. If you're an analytical and it takes it through all of them. So it gives you a cheat sheet on how to be able to adjust your behaviors. See, in 2022, you have to become a digital chameleon. 
when you are communicating with people that are that uh, are potential. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. So yeah. a question to you, Bill. Um, we are in an age of uh, commission compression, in the age of eye buying. How do like regular agents, uh, the traditional agent model stands out and serves the consumer that's being bombarded so much by, uh, you know, the commission compression models, the, you know, flat fees, um, whatever you call it, I buying, like basically said, Hey, here's what it is. We'll just buy your house. No, you know, no marketing, nothing. How do you stand out as the, the traditional agent? The value you are paid in direct proportion to the value that you portray, that you provide for a consumer. Period. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you, this is why on a listing presentation, I've always taught, you don't talk commission until after you present your marketing proposal and everything that it is that you're going to do. Okay. What I will say is, uh, you know, like if you're on a, if you're on a presentation, um, you know, we haven't had to do a lot of conversation about marketing. We haven't had to talk about what we're going to do to sell the home because the market was doing a large portion puddle of the heavy lifting for us at that point. Yeah. You know, you know like you could price it 10% over and still get multiple offers and sell for another five to 10%. Well, we're moving into a different world. Remember, it's a skill-based market for 2022. It's a skill-based market. Um, not just the skill digitally, but the skill uh, traditionally in terms of how you present. Um, the way that you compete, look, the iBuyers, the discount brokers, believe it or not, um, I've been through four iterations of ups and downs in the market. When the market is super strong, you see the commission cutting uh, companies come out of the woodwork and absolutely, you know, to you know, thrive to a certain degree because they can. However, yeah, of course. How, however, the minute that the market begins to shift and change, and the great agent who is skill based, digitally enhanced, uh, marketing enhanced, and on top of that can show their value, they will be able to be able to garner a higher commission structure because of the fact that they're selling the homes for more than those, than the, uh, not, than the commission cutting uh, companies, right? The discount companies. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? So absolutely, pr- yeah. show your value. What are you going to do to sell the house? What is your track record in terms of what you sell list versus sold price? Eventually, as this market shifts, Right? Those other uh, discount brokers and the discount agents that their only skill that they have is cutting their commission will no longer be, be able to compete because they won't be in the market, right? And they won't be able to actually have the data that you have to show that yes, you may charge five and a half or six percent, but you know what? Uh, whereas the discount companies are selling for ninety-eight percent of list versus sold price, we're selling for one hundred and three. You're still two percent above where you would be if you work with them and you get a better experience. Okay, so got it. This is uh, this is a really good one, yeah. And um, so, how do you see somebody implementing implementing a virtual assistant in their business to help them uh, create the digital footprint and basically uh, engage consumers, engage the leads, and uh, you know, basically build a help them build a brand? How do you see that happening? So, you know, uh, prior to you launching Virtue Desk, brother, like you know, like this is back in two thousand eleven. <laughs> we were user number 27 or 28 for a company called Boomtown, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and, and when now Boomtown has thousands and thousands of customers, Tristan, I think you were uh, one of the early implementers on that as well too. And um, we utilized about six different virtual assistants at that time Mm -hmm. for multiple different things. So I have personal hands-on experience of this. The way that I would actually in today's world, utilize Mm -hmm. the, the, the virtual assistants 
I'd be utilizing them to be able to assist me with all content and push out of marketing into the world. All right. All that I'd want myself to do is shoot the video, send it to my VA, right. And let them post-produce and do editing and everything else that they need to do so that I don't need to get caught up in that. Right. I need to know like my lighting and everything else, but I don't need to know what's a good post-production process, et cetera. I'd use them for that. Number one. Okay. Number two, I'd be using them to get me reviews, right? I'd be mm. using that 100% to get reviews. Okay. Because like the reason I brought up Tommy tool, and by the way, there's a couple of people that you guys should be following and watching. Tom tool is one of them. T O O L E look at him on YouTube. Glenda Baker is another person that Love you Glenda. should absolutely. Glenda's amazing, Tristan, you know, like big heart, but I mean, this is a woman that crushes it with video, right? Um, so I would be using, uh, I'd watch her, some of her videos as a way to R and D. Um, I coach a guy by the name of Bill Davis, who I believe is one of your clients and Bill, um, uses his VAs also for use them for some ISAs. It takes a little bit more mm -hmm. work with that because they need to understand the marketplace. But you know, what I love about, about VAs, you know, both here in the States and overseas, especially some in, in the Philippines, they work their butts off. You know, here it's really difficult. Yeah. I'm not sure how many of you guys have actually tried to hire someone here locally, but it's really the, the job market is really freaking tough right now because there's a, unfortunately a lot of people have stopped wanting to work, right? And so yeah, it seems like it's happened. And uh, people, I mean, those who run the businesses, they still have businesses to run. You yeah. know, it's hard to hire somebody locally, so they outsource. Yeah. You so, know, you know, yeah. like I know Bill is using it to collect numbers for his team to be able to actually use for inputting as accountability pieces. He's got the ISAs. So, you know, so I like those are just some of the examples, but I would absolutely utilize them for marketing. Um, if you can, you know, if you're at a point where you have more leads than you can handle, utilize them for the ISA. If you have a team for sure, set your team up for success by giving them, you know, putts that are closer to the hole. Uh, i.e. leads that are, are more ready to transact now than are 16, 17 months out, the, the virtual ISA can do that as well too with appropriate education uh, and, and uh, scripts. So, And uh, as far as like training, let's say an ISA, either it's in-house or overseas, how much time would you dedicate to train somebody to the level that you want them to perform? What's an average training time for somebody like, like that? What do you think? That's such a, that's a complex question, but I'll answer it as it best is, as I know. Can. Yeah. And here, here's why it depends. And I promise on it's going to be the last question since we're no, running no, no, out no. of time. We're good, dude. Yeah. I'm totally good. I'll, I'll do this all day. Um, the uh, depends upon how many different types of lead sources they're going to be dialing into, meaning how many different dialogues do they need to have? Um, mm -hmm. If all they're doing is following up on Zillow Flex leads, um, you know, that's one simple dialogue. You can get someone up and operational with two to three hours of training per day for about six days, right? And, and get them what we call script certified where mm -hmm. you, you, you know, you give them the objections, you give them the script, you role play with them. Um, so I think a couple of hours a day for five days and you'll have that person dialed in and then they get the real life experience. If they're using multiples of different uh, like uh, sources, Facebook, I'm going to call expires, I'm going to call for sale by owners. I'm going to call yeah. this. And that's the other thing that I love about using you guys is this. It's a different personality of an ISA who is calling outbound versus inbound. One's a culture uh, cultivator and a nurturer and the other one is a hunter. Right. And a lot of times oh, yeah. we as agents don't know how to hire for that. Right. Uh, different personality. So, you know, uh, so if you have multiple lead sources, it's simply going to take 
probably one good week to get that script down per lead source, but I would not hit them all with one, like seven scripts in the first two weeks, get them doing one, get them doing that. Well, layer on the next one, get them doing that. And then layer on the next one as well too. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Bill. This is really helpful. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, we have people who's basically, uh, you know, at Virtue Desk have like five years of uh, experience of call centers. And uh, I think we have a couple more questions came up, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Do your ISAs have script or what do you recommend in setting up as a script? Um, do, what do you think about setting up a certain script? I mean, how do you train them on the script? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this is in my wheelhouse, man. So yeah, um, uh, just like a great actor or actress, what you want them to do is really yeah. read it over 10, 15 times a day, role play that like role play it 10, 15 times, right? Um, record it and listen to it, role play with you uh, to be able to actually hear how they're doing. Um, you know, so it's really an hour to hour and a half of them just drilling. It's not sexy, but you know, you know what else yeah. isn't sexy? You know, I played football Being poor. Yeah, <laughs> or soccer, kicking the ball over and over again into the net with no one there 200, 300, 400 times. But exactly you know, like yeah. that's how you become a Ronaldo or that's how you become a Messi. You know, you have that natural talent, but you develop the skill through do repetition. So you do the same thing with your uh, with your ISAs or your agents if you have them. Yeah. Or as you know, as I say, hey, it's not sexy to practice for scripts. But it's not sexy to be, to be poor either. So no, there you go. Dude, <laughs> you know? it's not. Dude, my uncle was uh, he was a badass. He was in the uh, he was in the military. Uh, he was a colonel in the Marine Corps, and he used to say to me, "Hey, Bill, the more you sweat in training, the less you bleed in battle." Right? Exactly. And yeah. so, like the more Ooh. you know, like the more that you put time in practicing the scripts, the dialogues, the objections, whatever the less opportunity you're going to miss. You're going to put the time in someplace. Either you're going to put the time in screwing up the situations and not getting the deal, or you're going to put the time in practicing. So exactly, exactly. Cool. All right. That's on this note. I mean, I'd say, Hey, listen, if you haven't, uh, uh, you know, experienced hiring a virtual assistant, come talk to us guys and we'll get you to sit up. But I hope bill bill, um, morning morning presentation give you some motivation to get it going there and to to crush it in the market you know know your stuff know your know your audience know your uh you know consumer consumers changing with the times so don't be get stuck don't get stuck in the past right tristan what do you 100%, think 100 man i just texted you yeah. bill so Okay. Let's uh let's not go like two years without texting. No kidding, man. That's bad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. Hey, Tristan, okay. Tristan Pavel, mad love for you guys. Amazing respect for what it Likewise. is that you guys do and so many different and what you bring to the community of real estate agents is invaluable and has been for years. So I think Virtue Desk is a five-year iteration of just the continuation of what you guys have always done. So I'm honored. It's a privilege to be on here for all of the agents. Work Thank your you ass both. off these next 30 days because nobody else is. Okay. Exactly. Thank all you. Right. Thank you, brother. Thanks, you have a good one. Bye-bye. Yes.